Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, It's Veterans Day today. On this show, it's Veterans Day every day. We honor our vets. We honor the military. We honor the people who protect us. And in this, in this tradition, what we do on this program is we do so by playing the hymns, the various military branches. And we're going to do exactly that right now. The Marines!
Force. have served, all you veterans out there, thank you very much. We're in your corner, and we always have been in your corner. And you should be honored on more than one day. And that's why we honor you here every day. We have a family of veterans here, which is growing smaller and smaller as each gets older and older. But we want to thank you very, very much for everything you've done. And I am not a veteran, and I didn't serve my nation in the military, and I haven't served my nation as a police officer, or a firefighter, or as an emergency personnel individual. So I try to do my best. It's not anything near what they do to serve my nation behind this microphone and behind a television camera, sometimes as an author. And I can hear my father and my mother now telling me, fight on now. My father, who was a veteran, fight on. Everything's at stake. Now the nation hangs in the balance with two Senate races. Is that what we've come to in a constitutional republic, where one election makes the difference between liberty and tyranny? But I'm afraid it does. We've devolved into this. We have a media in this country that is corrupt, that is extreme and ideological, and that is really an appendage of the Democrat Party. There's a headline across the top of today's New York Times, and I had to waste money buying it today, the physical copy. Election officials nationwide find no fraud. It is in all capitals. It is in bold. The six million European Jews who were slaughtered by Hitler never got a headline like that from the New York Times. Matter of fact, they never got a headline like that on the front page, period. Because the New York Times has its priorities. The same New York Times that used Walter Durante to spread Stalin's lies as he was slaughtering Ukrainians, talking about a bad harvest. The same New York Times that has hired anti-Semites, that has published anti-Semitic cartoons, 
that not only tries to undermine the little tiny country of Israel, but undermines our own country. Election officials nationwide find no fraud. These election officials are defendants in several lawsuits. Defendants. This paper does not believe in the Constitution except for its own protection. The rest of it, unless it could be twisted and spun to advance the cause of the radical left, is of no meaning to this newspaper or virtually any other newspaper or newsroom in this country. We're going through a constitutional process right now. We're also going through a statutory process, both a federal statutory process and state statutory processes. That's what we're doing. There are canvassings that are taking place to double-check the machines, the software, the individuals. Some audits are taking place to make sure mistakes didn't happen, given the tens of millions of mail-in ballots that took place like never before in our history. 70 million more mail-in ballots than ever before. And the New York Times is upset about this. And the litigation. The litigation that took place for a year prior to this election a year prior to this election, intended to deny people their equal rights, their civil rights, and their franchise by destroying safeguards that existed in many states to ensure that people who who aren't supposed to vote aren't voting and other particular, uh, particular systemic fraud activities, making it extremely difficult to uncover it. And slowly but surely, brave people are coming forward. They're putting their names out there. They're signing affidavits. Lawsuits are being developed to go in front of judges, many of them left-wing Democrat judges, some of them elected in states, some of them Obama judges and Clinton judges, but even some other weak judges. So they're trying to make the the best filing they can with the information they're gathering. They're not getting any help from these Democrat machine strongholds in the cities. They're not getting any help from these Democrat machine blue states. This is a battle, precinct by precinct by precinct. And so when you get a headline like this, election officials nationwide find no fraud, we know as a matter of fact that the Secretary of State of Georgia had a press conference in which he said what, Mr. Producer? In which he said, we know we're going to find fraud. We know we're going to find some, some ballots that shouldn't have been file. We just may not find enough of them to change the election result. And so it's with this I noticed that the list on the front page of the New York Times has Kansas, Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Washington. But they don't include Georgia. They don't include Georgia because the Secretary of State said there will be some fraud. We had tens of millions of mail-in ballots for the first time. We have states that send them out where people don't even request them. We know their voter rolls are defective. They're old. They include dead people. They include people two, three, four times on the list, depending if they moved or they changed their names or whatever. We know those lists are not correct. We have states where you don't need a signature on a mail-in ballot. We have states where you don't need a a postal date on a mail-in ballot. And this is the headline, election officials nationwide find no fraud. They cherry-pick these election officials. They go to Ohio and Kansas. Ohio and Kansas aren't in question. 
Ohio and Kansas aren't in question. Now I have, as I did yesterday, a terrific filing that was made in Pennsylvania by the Trump camp on Monday. And I want to get into that in a moment, but let's continue with this and tell you what's really going on. Here's the Wall Street Journal. Top of the page, right side. Biden presses on transition, slams Trump. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have one president at a time. One. We don't have the office of the president-elect, which is what Biden has uh, posters made and he puts behind him when he's at the, uh, at the microphone, at the pedestal. Office of the president-elect? Did we have an office of the president-elect in 2000 for 37 days when litigation was taking place? It's, Byron, it's Biden who's the tyrant. It's Biden who's conducting himself like a dictator. It's Biden who won't allow every vote to count or every vote that shouldn't count, not count. There's still voting going on thanks to liberal judges and lawsuits brought by Democrats. It's still going on, believe it or not. They're not even closing North Carolina because they're still counting ballots. Not because it's a problem, because mail-in vote and, and the election board there, not the, not the legislature, changed the rules. So they want earlier and earlier voting, later and later counting, and they declare victory no matter what. And then you and I and the President of the United States are said to be, according to Clyburn, the President's Adolf Hitler. Nobody cut him off in the middle of a sentence. Biden presses on transition, slams Trump. We actually have a man who has not been declared president of the United States under our constitutional system, where the existing sitting president of the United States has not recognized him as the president-elect, where not a single state legislature or governor has signed off and certified a single elector yet, and he's making calls to heads of state, he's announcing policies and commissions, he's standing in front of a podium talking about office of the president-elect, You don't have two presidents at the same time. He's undermining the sitting president, who in the worst case, if he doesn't win, is still president for nine more weeks. Over two more months. Top of the Washington Post, which also ignored the Holocaust, on the right side, Biden allies assail stalling of transition. Stalling of transition. So think about what it is that the Washington Post, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal and others, and the Democrats and Biden want to happen. They want the states to stop canvassing, stop checking their methodologies, stop any recounts, even those that are statutorily compelled, withdraw all lawsuits, including a a live lawsuit that's in front of the Supreme Court of the United States challenging the unconstitutionality of a state Supreme Court. All of that should stop. The mechanism of the Constitution, state statutes, and federal statutes should all stop immediately. The President of the United States should admit that he lost. Joe Biden should be able to go on for the nine weeks while this President is serving and to conduct himself as President of the United States. You know what that is? That's crap. That's a banana republic without the republic. And then they call for unity. Unity. 
And then we have at the top of the USA Today on the right side, Attorney General Barr memo raises alarm. Prosecutors told they can pursue voter fraud claims. Since when is telling federal prosecutors that they can pursue voting fraud claims alarming? I thought there wasn't any voting fraud, first of all. So what are they worried about? They're worried about fraud. 50 years of these Democrat enclaves fraud. And this president, with his litigation, is finally going to unveil it. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, and it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levin for Hillsdale.com. So it is. We're up against these forces, and the president's up against these forces. Then, then I love this. Former federal prosecutors and others. You know, they should continue the, these, these reviews and these lawsuits, but I don't think they'll have enough votes to matter. Well, isn't it nice of them to tell us that the president can continue with these canvases, which he's not even continuing with, the states are doing. Or these, uh, or these uh, recounts, some of which are compelled by statute and the laws. Isn't it nice they pat him on the head? You know, you can continue with these things. I'm one of those guys that says they should be able to continue. There's time. Uh, but they're not going to win. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that may or may not be true. And I've also heard even friends of mine say, we're not in it really for Trump to win. We're in it to make sure the vote was right. Excuse me. It's the Trump campaign that's bringing at their expense these lawsuits and fighting. Of course we're in it for the president to win. But we're not in it cheating. We're not committing fraud. We're doing the right thing. We're exposing the fraud in the course of defending the president. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, and it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, 
come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. This is Liberty's 911 Hotline, the Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. The Associated Press, state sites, same day as the New York Times. You think that's a coincidence? Sites, smooth election despite Trump's baseless claims. In this Pennsylvania brief, 103 pages, which is a fantastic brief, and they're filing other briefs across the country. They cite Bush versus Gore in 2000, among other things, Equal Protection Clause of the Federal Constitution that applies to states through the 14th Amendment. Let me give you some of the examples that are in the brief and some of the examples that are sworn to under affidavits and so forth by real people, not anonymous, which the press likes to use. All through the Russia collusion thing, they never had evidence. Now we have evidence. Now they say it's not enough evidence. Forget about the media. My concern is these liberal judge judges and some of these justices, if they're going to have the strength and a steel backbone, a spine, to do what the Constitution compels and what the states compel. If they don't, it's going to collapse and the next election will be even worse. In Pennsylvania, you had the Secretary of State, a left-wing Democrat, who's been adjusting their laws all along in violation of Article 2 undermining the state legislature. They've called for her resignation. Of course, she takes, wears that as a badge of honor. Among other things, uh, they were looking at some of the ballots early in the, blue, in the bluest of the blue parts of the city, of the state, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh areas. And she uh, gave guidelines that suggested that the boards of elections in those areas, those cities and counties that were very, very blue, very, very Democrat, take a look at some of these ballots, a lot of these ballots, And if there were mistakes, contact the voter and cure them. Fix them. She failed to do the same in the dark red areas of the state. So if you were voting by absentee ballot or by mail-in ballot in a dark blue area of the state, many people had an opportunity to correct or cure their ballots. If you were voting in a red area of the state, The boards of elections didn't even know that that was going on in the blue areas of the state. That is a violation of the Equal Protection Clause. Because you can't have a Secretary of State giving what she hoped were Democrats an opportunity, a second bite at the apple, while Republicans are out in the blind. No. That's number one. Number two, thanks to the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, you have another equal protection problem. Now what is that? If you vote in person like most of the Trump supporters did, not all, but most, you either get there in line by 8 p.m. Eastern time on election evening, or you don't vote. If you're there at 8.05 and you say, hey, look, my brother was kidnapped, I don't care. My mother had a heart attack, I don't care. Uh, you know, I, 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 uh, doesn't matter. You're not there. It's strictly enforced. Strictly enforced. On the other hand, if you send in a mail-in ballot and there's not a signature and there's not a date on it, and it's going to be counted if it's received at any time up till that Friday at 5 p.m., it's going to count. 
So the in-person voter is discriminated against, treated differently, unequally by the state than a mail-in voter. That clearly also is a violation of the Equal Protection Clause. And moreover, it's a violation of Article 2 of the federal constitution since the state legislature never put that in place. In fact, they had security measures in place. All votes, regardless of where they came from, had to be there by 8 p.m., or they weren't going to be counted. So the Democrats changed all that. They violated the Equal Protection Clause, in my opinion, as well. Two simple examples. And as we'll discuss later, we also had a a courageous postal worker come out and say, hey, look, I saw and heard the scheme from the Postmaster General's office for Western Pennsylvania, about 156 post offices. That involved backdating ballots. What? The Washington Post wrote a smear piece yesterday trashing this guy, saying he gave false information, that he was going to withdraw what he had said under oath. And he put out a video, which we will play. I sent it to you. Do you have it, Mr. Producer? Cut 10. He put out a video. I might as well do it now. The Washington Post wrote a piece, just a smear piece, saying he recanted. He said, I didn't recant anything. Now, the Postmaster General's office and others have been pressuring him. You can imagine the threats that he's receiving because his name is known. Richard Hopkins takes guts to come forward in this country under this environment. But he put out a video. And here's what he said. Cut 10, go. Richard Hopkins. I am the postal uh, employee who came out and whistled blue on the Erie PA Postal Service uh, postal office. I am right at this very moment looking at an article written, written by Washington Post. It says that I uh, fabricated the allegations of ballot tampering. I'm here to say that I did not recant my statements. That did not happen. That is not what happened. And you will find out tomorrow. And I would like that the Washington Post recant their wonderful little article that they decided to throw out there. Now, now, this, this is shocking that a major newspaper, the Washington Post in Washington, D.C., read by all the politicians and bureaucrats and all the fancy lawyers, would flat-out lie about this man and smear him. We had a so-called whistleblower who was a Biden apparatchik in the White House, whose name we were not allowed to say, but we said it many times, whose identity was not to be revealed on any news platform in America except the Blaze and the Daily Caller and Breitbarton entities like that. But none of the others. Not once on cable, not once on networks, not once on satellite. And he was used to try and bring down a president of the United States. Impeachment. He triggered the impeachment move. Completely bogus, all phony. Doesn't matter, that's what he did. 
and they protected him as a whistleblower. And they told us on and on, protect the whistleblower. You know, these whistleblowers, and they give us lectures all the time while they're trying to destroy our country. Here we have a man who's come forward. He's a whistleblower. And what does the Washington Post do? They defame him and smear him, try to undermine his legitimacy, not just to the public, but to the court. That's what we're getting from the media today. With a guy running around with the office of president-elect that doesn't even exist, giving press briefings, which he wouldn't do when he was running for office. All of a sudden, the virus is no longer a threat to Joe Biden. He's everywhere, isn't he, Mr. Producer? All of a sudden. He's not wearing his mask so much. Because he's in charge. In charge of what? He has no authority whatsoever. Taking credit for the vaccine. Taking credit for the distribution of the vaccine. Guy's ready to reinstitute the Iran deal. Just think about this. He wants to go back to the climate change agreement, which is going to slaughter us. And the Chinese are smiling every step of the way. He wants to go back to the World Health Organization, where we pay half a billion dollars. That lied to us about this virus. So that's what we're getting in Joe Biden. More of the same, and we'll get radicalism as well. He's already said he wants to give, uh, he wants to clear the debt of college students that have debt. Well, that's going to get expensive. He's on the move, but he doesn't have any power yet. He specifically said during the first presidential debate that he wouldn't declare victory unless the election is independently certified. By whom? Let's listen to that. Hat tip, Breitbart, cut one, go. Will you urge your supporters to stay calm while the vote is counted? And will you pledge not to declare victory until the election is independently certified? Yes. And here's the deal. We count the ballots, as you pointed out. Some of these ballots in some states can't even be opened until Election Day. And if there's thousands of ballots, it's going to take time to do it. And by the way, our military, they've been voting by ballots for since at the end of the Civil War, in effect. And that's, and that's what's happen, going to happen. Why was it not? Why is it for them somehow not fraudulent? It's the same process. I'll tell you why, pal, because it's the military. It's not run through these corrupt Democrat machines and operations in the cities. And you know that damn well because you had lawyers litigating in these cities and in these states to take these safeguards away. And that's the question. That's the question that a single newsman or host has asked. Why did the Democrat Party and Biden and their surrogates litigate to lift these security measures like signatures, signature comparisons, and postal dates? Why did they do that? Now, as for that point, there was a great piece August 5, 2020, by the great Paul Bedard. He's actually a reporter. And the headline was, at the Washington Examiner, developed countries ban mail-in voting, U.S. would be laughingstock. More developed countries, especially in Europe, ban mail-in voting to fight vast fraud and vote buying that had threatened the integrity of their elections, according to an exhaustive review of voting rules and histories in over 30 major nations. In the European Union, 63% and put a ban on mail-in ballots, except for citizens living overseas. Another 22% have imposed a ban even for those overseas. And most of those that allow mail-in ballots require some form of photo ID. This is why the Democrats are in court, not only photo ID, eliminating signatures. 
And one of these reports was provided by a great group, the Crime Prevention Research Center. John Lott, he's terrific. These countries have learned the hard way about what happens when mail-in ballots aren't secured. They have also discovered how hard it is to detect vote buying when both those buying and selling the votes have an incentive to hide the exchange. I certainly hope Supreme Court justices are listening to this show because they have got to enforce the federal constitution or nobody else can. And they're going to be dragged into this muck. They're going to be viewed as political if they don't stand up for the constitution and they're going to lose whatever credibility is left. And should the Democrats take two seats in Georgia, the Supreme Court won't matter anyway. They're going to burn it down. So I hope they're paying attention. While politicians in the U.S. have been debating the pros and cons of mail-in voting due to concerns of spreading COVID-19 at the polls and new reports of postal service and vote counting issues, Lott, whose center is known for its gun research, built a voting database of the European Union and the larger organization for economic cooperation in development countries. Those countries, Lott said, are typically held up by Democrats as a model to follow. Well, then follow the model. The report titled, Why Do Most Countries Ban Mail-In Ballots? They've Seen Massive Vote Fraud Problems, listed the rules for voting in widespread cases of fraud and vote buying. His report also listed notable cases of fraud in the United States. Now, if you even direct somebody to look at links by reputable news outlets or reputable opinion outlets on Facebook or Twitter today, you will be censored. The article I just read to you could be censored or wind up with some kind of a warning were you to post it, I should say, on Facebook or Twitter because of the censorship that's taking place in this country. State cites smooth election despite Trump's baseless claims. Why aren't AP and the New York Times analyzing the lawsuits that have been filed, looking at the affidavits that have been filed under penalty of perjury? It's because they're used to having anonymous sources where there's no penalties. You know, finding some uh, low-level hack, the Department of HS, and uh, using him as a, as a uh, foil for a book, for an op-ed. The corrupt media in this country is helping to destroy this republic. And in the end, they will destroy themselves. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. And it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. 
L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levin for Hillsdale.com. Now you know why the media hate my guts. Now you know why the leftists hate my guts. Now you know why the rhinos hate my guts. But the feeling's mutual. I often think, you know what men and women have done to protect this country? Do you ever see these wounded warrior commercials, Mr. Producer? They'll break your heart. You think about the men that ran into the, the two towers on 9-11? You think about the, the men who fought in World War II, battle after battle in Vietnam and the Korean War and other wars, Afghanistan and Iraq... You look back at World War I, you look back at the Civil War, I have it easy. I'm not going to back down to these malcontents and miscreants. I'm not going to back down to this mob of, vid- of uh, rioters and arsonists and defamers and th- people who threaten you, putting you on lip. Back down. I'm going to double, triple, quadruple my efforts. We're the resistance now. I'm going to resist tyranny and promote liberty. They were resisting liberty and promoting tyranny. And we will see this process through, whether these bastards like it or not. Come what may, whatever the outcome. And I want to remind people, it's the Trump campaign that's doing this, that's trying to get to the bottom of of this. It's the Trump campaign that's paying for this. It is Trump Volunteers, lawyers coming from all parts of the country volunteering to do this. Of course it's about good government, but it's also about victory. And we shouldn't make apologies about this. This isn't being done by the Better Business Bureau or the League of Moderate Centrist Voters. It's the Trump campaign that's trying to get to the bottom of this, which will help the country which will uphold the Constitution, uphold the authority of the states, and in doing so, hopefully, not guaranteed, fix this election the way it's supposed to be fixed. And by that, I mean reform. And that party still exists. you got a Democrat party, the party of slavery and the Confederacy, the New York Times, the party that covered up the slaughter of Jews by the Third Reich and the slaughter of Ukrainians by by the Soviet Union, and we're going to let those two institutions control how this election turns out? No, I don't think so. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Now, to show you how corrupt the Democrats and the media are, how they hate liberty, they hate fair elections, they hate the Constitution, they hate you. Andrew Yang, who ran for the nomination of the president of the Democrat Party for president, he and his wife are moving to Georgia to try and change the outcome and overwhelm the Republicans in that election. And in a tweet today, he encouraged everybody else to do the same. Georgia has very loose 
requirements for moving and voting, really because of the military. Thomas Friedman. Thomas Friedman, who has been a huge fan of communist China and the repressive genocidal regime over the years, and actually preferred their system to ours, and I noted it in Liberty and Tyranny, he's now showing up on television, reprobate TV. He urged the same thing. The man who writes for the New York Times, a man who married into enormous wealth, lives in Bethesda, Maryland, on seven acres in a mansion. He's urging people to move to Virginia. Excuse me. Move to Georgia. They move to Georgia so they can vote in this race. And you're supposed to believe there's no fraud in any other states. When they have taken the position, win at any cost, cheat at any cost, steal at any cost, do whatever you have to do. Now's our chance to destroy this republic and make it into the utopia we want to make it into. See, it's never been about Trump. If they're right and Trump is lost and they control the Senate, this is not about Trump. This is about you. This is about controlling the country and making the Democrat Party the most powerful force in this country, more powerful than the military, than law enforcement, the Supreme Court, because they're going to burn down the Supreme Court, the Democrat Party. And we're on our way very aggressively to the Marxist paradise. Because nothing can stop them. One election. And this is why the election of Donald Trump is so important. For all their talk about dictatorships and the Third Reich and Hitler, it's they who are impressed by dictatorships, the Third Reich and Hitler. I'll throw it right back at Clyburn. He's very loose-lipped, this guy. Donald Trump doesn't violate the Constitution. Donald Trump's not going to stay past the time that the Constitution tells him to stay, win, lose, or draw. There's not even an issue there. But look how they create. They create an issue to get out their voters, to get money. and But so now we actually have people in the media, people in the Democrat Party, urging people to move to Georgia just to vote, and then you can go back home. Think about this. You have Democrat courts saying no signatures, no signature comparisons, don't worry about date, uh, postal official dates. Uh, you have three days. In some places, you have two weeks to vote. Just keep changing it, making it broader and broader. Mail-in ballots are being ba- uh, voting. It's being banned all throughout Europe, but in America, it's spreading. Why? Because the Democrat Party is not a party of Americanism. Whether it's slavery or segregation or democratic socialism, it is a party that has never embraced the Declaration. It is a party that has never embraced the Constitution. It's a party that is out to destroy what you love. That's what it is. It was never about Donald Trump. He was in the way. That's why there were happy to try and slaughter the man and his family. Get him out of the way. Set an example. Get Biden in there. Get a tin can in there. We don't care. Get a kumquat in there. Anything. Take the Senate. Chuck knows what to do. Hold the House. Nancy knows what to do. Dummy Biden in the White House will sign whatever we tell him to sign. And he will. Because he wants a legacy being the most progressive, a.k.a. 
democratic socialistic president since FDR. Let's hope he doesn't follow FDR's idea of rounding up American citizens. Even though he's being urged to do that with lists and so forth by Hollywood and TV. People who should be fired on the spot, like the Sonny Houston or whatever her name is, favoring uh, enemies lists. What kind of of piece of crap is that woman and these other people who encourage such things? And they try and project on us that this is how we think. We don't even think this way. We don't even talk this way. When they say they're going to address systemic racism, they're not going to address systemic racism. They're going to address you. It's you they're coming after. So we're down to two races in Georgia to determine whether or not we live in a free country? I'm afraid so. And the President of the United States must keep fighting. It is amazing to hear these reporters. It is amazing to hear the press, even some of whom were formerly friendly. And it's amazing to hear them. When the Democrats are talking about trashing the Supreme Court, trashing the Senate, trashing the legislative process, when they rejected the election results in 2016, now, hurry up, Trump, get out of the way. Get out of the way. No counting, no checking, no lawsuits. Just get out. Otherwise, you're Hitler. And there's Joe Biden, office of the president-elect. There is no office of the president-elect. These bastards, they're serious. Where's the civil liberties groups? Where's the media? They're in their back pocket. There's nothing progressive about any of this. It's regressive. We're regressing into a... I don't know what the hell we're regressing into. We've never had an election like this. This is a disaster. An utter disaster. And then I hear some of my friends saying things, you know, the Republicans really did well. They did very well in the House. They did very well in the Senate. They did very well here. That's because, let me help them. Because Donald Trump brought out millions and millions of people. And in Republican areas and purple areas, it made a huge difference. Winning House seats, holding House seats, winning some of these Senate seats. But unlike these House members, and unlike many or most of the senators, if you look what states they're from, I mean Alaska, Nebraska, Kansas, Donald Trump has had to duke it out in the inner cities, in the metropolitan areas, where the Democrats have had machines, corrupt, fraudulent machines, for half a century. These congressmen who got elected, they don't have to fight in these cities. The President of the United States is having to fight there with mail-in ballots and corruption where his people are not allowed to observe. That's why there's a difference. And we're supposed to throw him overboard. The man who won these seats for all these other members in many respects, just throw him overboard. Get him out of the way. It's day eight. Al Gore, 37 days. Actually, we've had elections that went on longer than that. No, no, no. It's too much. The, the Democrats are saying, well, this is an embarrassment. What's an embarrassment? He's following the law. He's following the rules. He's following the Constitution. They are not. 
we declared Joe Biden the winner. Who are we? Our, our, uh, our board, our, our team. Decla- Who the F cares about your team and your board or any of the rest of you? At a minimum, they should be explaining in these newsrooms how the process actually works. And that Joe Biden hasn't received a single electoral certified vote. By the way, have you noticed, Mr. Producer, I find, after much thought, bring on these excellent, excellent guests on Life, Liberty, and Levin. Then they wind up all over TV and radio. Have you noticed that? It's amazing. So I have to find other unique and interesting guests. I don't just keep thinking the same people. I try not to. as everybody else, ladies and gentlemen. Then they pick them off again. This is the nature of the business I'm in. It is frustrating, but nonetheless. Now I want to show you something else. USA Today. Section D. Election 2020. Top of the fold, a beautiful picture of Dr. Jill Biden. Opening a notebook, smiling. Headline, Jill Biden to be modern version of First Lady. Wow. Jill Biden to be modern version of First Lady. Well, she's not yet. Has Mrs. Trump ever received an article, seen an article like this? This woman's not even in the White House yet. She's not even the First Lady yet. College English professor with four degrees, including a doctorate. All right, she's probably got a BA, two masters, and a doctorate. Big deal. I'll trump that. You know what I'll trump that with? Melodia. You know why, Mr. Producer? She speaks five languages. And all of them coherently. Literally. With literacy. So they're now going to build up Jill Biden, whereas they basically ignored or tore down the first lady. They build up Michelle Obama. Wow, what a fashion bug. She's unbelievable. So smart. Lady of the people. Jill Biden, look at this. All these degrees, smart as they come. The smartest first lady we ever had. And Melania? Brilliant and beautiful. And they don't give her the damn time of the day. Not the time of the day. Now we have John Bolton telling the party what it needs to do. Isn't John Bolton under criminal investigation? John, three words for you. Go to hell. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, one day only sale. Wouldn't you rather just work with a company who puts you on a pedestal every day? That's what you get with Pure Talk, a veteran-run wireless company that understands what it means to serve. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Now, if you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save you over $400 a year. Unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. What a novelty, a company that actually puts their customers first. You can keep your phone and your number or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com. 
promo code L-E-V-I-N, Levin Podcast, Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. You know, I get so angry sometimes I could put my fist through a wall. I don't do that, but I could. So I want to tell Andrew Cuomo something. He's on the Howard Stern Show. I don't know if he's talking about lesbians or the last time he had sex. I don't really care. But he threatened the president of the United States. He said, I would have decked him if he wasn't president. I'll tell you what, governor. I'm more than happy to deck you, you SOB. People are always surprised when they see me what I look like, aren't they, Mr. Producer? Holy mackerel, you're bigger and stronger than I thought. You're damn right. Andrew Cuomo, Mr. Street Man. Mr. Tough Guy, who's governor. Tough Guy on the Howard Stern Show. The man is responsible with a policy for the deaths of thousands of senior citizens. Going on the Howard Stern Show, writing a book, having a grand old time. Biden says he'd consider him for attorney general. That's the leak. What kind of a sick bastard is this? What kind of a disgusting family is that with that slob on CNN? Hey, look, I can lift weights. Yeah, we know, musclehead. He's a musclehead, meathead. Look at me. Look at me. I can lift weights. Unbelievable. No, I'm not going to play it. We have the audio of it, but it's disgusting. So here we have a party that has done everything it can to disrupt the normal election processes throughout the country. Nancy Pelosi announced a few days ago that she's going to fix this with national campaign chasers. You know what she wants to do, Californianize the rest of the country. So make it so Republicans can never have a majority and never have a president again. It's what they've done in California with the Assembly and the governorship. That's what she says she wants to do. So they want to destroy the system. They want to destroy the Electoral College so everybody who lives in red states won't be represented. Again, just the big cities. Pretty cool, huh? They want to get their way, whether they get it through judges or through votes, it doesn't matter. The ends justify the means, good little Marxists. Now they say they should flood into Georgia, and believe me, they have zombies that'll do exactly this. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, whatever it takes. They'll drive their little Priuses and everything else on the one hand. The others will drive their Cadillacs, and they'll go into Georgia. They'll register to vote. They'll vote. Then they'll leave. Because Andrew Yang is a punk. Thomas Friedman is really an anti-intellectual. He's a punk. And anything that works. Anything that works. On the screen I'm seeing late arriving mail ballots 10,000. President-elect Biden's lead 49,000. Mail-in ballots remaining 45,000. So they're trying to show you that he doesn't have a chance. The equal protection arguments that I just discussed with you. The equal protection arguments that I just discussed with you. Have almost nothing to do with the challenge that's in the U.S. Supreme Court. And so the effort to say, you know, the Supreme Court rules in favor of, Pennsylvania, of the legislature in Pennsylvania... 
that won't get them where they want to go anyway, really is beside the point. The Supreme Court needs to do its job. We'll see how many ballots that involved. And matter of fact, based on what the press are now saying, the Supreme Court has no reason not to do its job. But there's a lot of issues out there. The press simply is not conveying it to you. And if this case is thrown out of court, it's not because it's a good case. It's because it's a bad judge. That's another thing. You know, they, they already had several cases thrown. Tell me, what were those cases about? Uh, I don't know. I don't really know. But it doesn't seem to matter. Black Lives Matter. Pens a letter to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Quote, we want something for our vote, unquote. See, this was always a scam. This is a Marxist anarchist organization backed by professional athletes and professional sporting leagues, backed by multinational corporations, many of whom do business with the genocidal regime in communist China. And they're saying, look, we helped elect Joe Biden, now we want support. I told you before that these rioters and looters in the street were Joe Biden supporters, they were Democrats. And now, now they want Biden to pay up. And God forbid if he is president, and we do have an uphill battle, he will pay up. According to the Associated Press, quote, the BLM network banked millions of dollars from a surge of donations that followed nationwide protests sparked by the death of George Floyd. What did Black Lives Matter have to do with George, George Floyd? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. But they actually gathered millions and millions of dollars as a result of his death. BLM chapters are eligible to apply for grants to advance local efforts such as defunding police departments. Remember that? Remember Harris? Remember she supported defunding police departments? Where is she today? She doesn't even speak about this. Remember all the Democrats that came forward talking about, yes, we must defund police departments? Mayor DiCamio in New York City. Now all of a sudden, what kind of language is this? We didn't mean that. We just meant re-image. Re-image police departments. We don't need more cops. We need less cops. I didn't say cut their budgets. What? They all talk like they're drunk. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Radio Free America on the Mark Levin Show. Call now, 877 381 
888-900-3811. See, out of one side of Joe Biden's big mouth, he's talking about, can't we unite? I said we're going to unite. We're going to unite. We're going to unite. I'm going to take your money through massive confiscatory taxes. I'm going to open the borders to illegal aliens who will take your jobs. I will eviscerate law enforcement so you're no longer safe. I'll make nice with the Palestinian terrorists, the Chinese communists, and all other reprobates all over the world. Wait a minute, I thought you accused Trump of... No. I'm going to make right, wrong, and wrong, right. Up is down and down is up. Now, I insist that you not unite behind me. I insist just because people who support me are putting together enemies lists. Just because they're going to threaten you and anybody who employs you. You still must unite. I say unite. I don't do a very good German accent. It's not something I've practiced. But I noticed some of the president's supporters... They have they they seem to they have pretty good German accents, don't they, Mister Producer? Now, there's nothing wrong with Germans generally, but you get my drift, ladies and gentlemen. Special Germans. You actually have people who are calling for this. So, while they're going to go into Georgia, pretend they're residents, destroy that electoral system, so they can win the Senate, the Senate, which the Democrats will then destroy the Senate itself, so they have all the power that's necessary. Then they'll turn to the third branch of government, the Supreme Court, that sits there with their thumbs up their nose when it comes to Pennsylvania. And then they're going to destroy the Supreme Court. Then they're going to turn around and look at ways to have a voting system in which felon, in which uh, uh, Democrats all vote and Republicans have their hands tied behind their backs. Voila, we have paradise. It's going to be great. Now, I want to get back to a basic concept here. What are taxes? What are taxes? Why was there a Tea Party, the original Tea Party? Because back then, back then, people did backbreaking work. We have people in our country now who do backbreaking work, but they're in the minority. The people who grow our food, the people who bring us our steel, our aluminum, other metals, the people who make our automobiles, the people who do things with raw materials, the people who stock our shelves, the people who drive across country, they're in a minority. You see, because that's amazing. So Biden's, if he wins, he's going to pick Ron Klain as his chief of staff. That's the same guy who was his chief of staff when he was vice president who said that Biden was a complete screw-up when it comes to the swine flu. I'm telling you, this is, going to, this is going to get ugly. That's why we need to keep fighting. We need to keep fighting for the rule of law and the Constitution and keep fighting for the president. They're not mutually exclusive, you know. And there's no reason to make them mutually exclusive because they're not naturally mutually exclusive anyway. So here's the thing. Let's just let's get down to basic. Get all this Marxist claptrap out of your mind all this class warfare out of your mind that you've been taught, that's been beaten into you. And so, let's have a clean slate. When you earn a dollar, earn a dollar, not given a dollar, that dollar represents what? 
That represents your intellectual and physical labor. Unfortunately, we all have a limited time on the face of the earth. Every minute you're living is precious. A lot of the time you're on the face of the earth, you're working. Unless you're a trust fund baby, like the left-wing socialist Democrat running for the Senate in Georgia, but him aside. You're working. During your working life, your working career, a tremendous amount of the time you have on this earth, you're working. It's your labor. Your intellectual and physical labor. Some people make more money than others. Some people are smarter than others, but still make less than people maybe who are not as smart as them. It doesn't matter. You're doing whatever it is you're doing because you want to do it, or you have to do it. But it's your labor. It's your time on earth. It is a percentage of your life that you're applying to your labor on earth, okay? So when somebody comes along and says, uh, I want 40% of your earnings. They're saying, I want 40% of the time that you've spent on earth working. I want 40% of your intellectual and physical labor. And I want to give it to somebody else who I believe is more deserving or more needy or more righteous or more likely to vote for me. Whatever the reason, you need to understand the basics. They're taking 40% of the time you've spent on earth working. That's what it is. Because that 40% of the time you earn that money. So they are taking a percentage of your labor. They're taking a percentage of your life's commitment. Are you, are you guys following me, Mr. Producer, Mr. Call Screener? So we use these words, taxes, and skin in the game. And pay your fair share. These are words and phrases. These are buzzwords. That politicians have come up with. Who want to take more and more of your life's earning. More and more of your labor. And then they wrap themselves in righteousness. Self-righteousness. And you're supposed to feel guilty. Because you've actually earned a living. Pay, for your, pay your own way. You have a family, take care of your family, do everything you're supposed to do in a free and magnificent country. And you are successful. It doesn't mean you're Bill Gates. Maybe you're in 70, 80,000 a year, maybe 40, 50, whatever it is. You're successful. You're actually successful at what you're doing. And maybe you'll have more opportunities down the road. You never know. Two, three, five years, what you'll be doing, how much you'll be made. That aside, they've decided. That 20%, 25%, 40% of your life's time on earth working belongs to them. Now they use the government to take it from you. 
but it belongs to them. It belongs to Joe Biden, if he's president, God forbid, and if he's raising your taxes. Now, he'll talk about tax cuts for the rich. He's going to raise your taxes if he's president of the United States. That's what he's going to do. Now, let's talk about capital gains taxes for a minute, because everybody thinks that's for the wealthy. Let's say I have a million dollars, a lot of money. I have a million dollars. And I decide I want to invest it in something. I'm looking around, I want to say, okay, I'm going to invest it in something that draws my attention because I hope to have a pretty darn good return on my money, right? Maybe it's real estate, maybe you're putting in the stock market, maybe you're buying a CD, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And I'm just throwing figures out. Let's say you're paying 20%. You sell it in 6 or 12 months. You made money. Look at this. I made $25,000 on a million dollars in 6 months. That is fantastic. Good for you. He's not taking it from anybody. He's not taking it from you. He's not, he's not draining it from poor people or out of society. No. Somebody was able to use that million dollars, capital, that they didn't have, invest it in something, maybe a vaccine, I don't know, but invested in something, they made a good profit because you folks bought whatever, they, whatever you wanted, and the guy gets $25,000 return. And let's say it's a year. Okay. So Joe Biden's there, he says, you know what, I'm going to tax that at a very high level. I think I'm going to tax that, I'm throwing it 40%. What? I put a million dollars on the line. And maybe that guy I gave it to is inventing a vaccine, whatever they're inventing new kinds of technology, whatever they're doing. I'm the engine that's helped them doing these inventions, helping them expand their assembly line, helping them hire people, or he wouldn't have my million dollars. And now they're going to take 40% of my profit. I risked a million dollars. I risked a million dollars, and now they're going to swoop in. If I lost a million dollars, they wouldn't give me anything. Oh, that's too bad. Let's say I lost $10,000 and I get $9,990,000 back. I don't get anything for that. But let's say I made $25,000. Oh, I want 40% of that. What are you going to do with it? Whatever I want to do with it. So I have put some time on earth, my labor on earth, again, intellectual potentially, physical, usually both, to make that million dollars. I risk it all in an investment. I get back 25000 and the government takes 40000 So what am I going to do next time, Mr. Producer? I'm not going to invest it. It's not worth it. I could lose the whole million. I'll just sit on it. I'll put it in a savings account. I'll put it in a government treasury. That's where people put stuff where they want absolute super protection. You get really almost no return, but nothing's going to happen to it. I'll put it in a government. I'm not, I'm not going to invest in that company again. Because even if I do well, they're going to take 40% of it. And by the way, I haven't even counted the state taxes yet. My point to you all is this. Increasing taxes not only has a tremendously negative effect on economic activity, 
on the growth of employment, on the development of cutting-edge medicines and technologies and so forth and so on, it's immoral. It's immoral. Unless the purpose of that money is to fund the basic needs of the government, not to redistribute wealth, not to pay for free stuff for other people, not to award certain constituency groups that vote Democrat. It is immoral. They're stealing not just your money, they're stealing your labor. Your labor. The time you've spent on earth working. And you can't get that time back. You're on the clock. I'll be right back. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, one day only sale. Wouldn't you rather just work with a company who puts you on a pedestal every day? That's what you get with Pure Talk, a veteran-run wireless company that understands what it means to serve. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Now, if you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save you over $400 a year. Unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. What a novelty, a company that actually puts their customers first. You can keep your phone and your number or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N, Levin Podcast, Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Change the voting rules to only help Democrats? Oh, yes. Going to destroy the Supreme Court, going to destroy the Senate, destroy the Electoral College, destroy the the, uh, legislative process. Go into Georgia, pretend you're a citizen just for the purpose of voting and then leave. You know what they call this? They call this fascism. Now, you can have a Marxist form of fascism or just fascism. And this is in the bloodstream of the Democrat Party. And you can see how it spreads among Democrats. Like Andrew Yang. Like Thomas Paine. Excuse me, God forbid. Thomas Friedman. These are tyrannical arguments. Mr. Producer, invite Thomas Friedman on the program, would you? Now, we invited Mark Zuckerberg on the program. Can you open your microphone? And uh, what, who answered and what did they say? One of his staffers answered. He didn't give me a title, but he said no, essentially. They said thank you, but no thank you. Forever. Forever, Mark Zuckerberg won't come on the show. He prefers to try and censor me from a distance. He's a coward and a liar and a fraud. It's a very dangerous man, in my view, as are all these fools in big tech. Let me try to put this in context because the media is trying to do otherwise. The president's behind about 50,000 votes in Pennsylvania, based on the way they count anyway. As I said the other day, that means he needs to flip about 26,000 votes to win. There's all kinds of provisional ballots out there. What they're finding in Pennsylvania on these provisional ballots now is that in a lot of these Republican precincts, 
Republicans had mail-in ballots sent to them, Mr. Producer, in America, and they would throw them away. Then they would come to vote, and they would say, wait a minute, you got a mail-in ballot. And they said, well, I threw it away. You're not allowed to throw it away. If you're going to discard it, you need to contact us. So now you have to vote provisionally. And they go, what? And many of them have voted provisionally, and they go online, and they can't find their vote. But don't look there. I'll be back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's an advisor to uh, Joe Biden. His last name may be familiar with to you. It's Emmanuel. This guy's been hanging around like a, uh, like a bad thigh rash. Or for you liberals, like a bleeding hemorrhoid. Ezekiel doesn't, in my view, have uh, much appreciation for life. He keeps talking about when to cut people off and so forth. And uh, as written here by TrendingPolitics.com, a brand new and excellent site, former Vice President Joe Biden recently brought on oncologist and bioethicist Ezekiel Manuel, yes, uh, Rahm's uh, brother, to serve on his COVID-19 advisory board and will work closely with Biden as he becomes president. The move to bring on Emanuel is quite odd, considering the doctor once argued that people should not live past the age of 75. Biden's 77, and I might add, Pelosi's 80. Quote, a simple truth that many of us seem to resist, living too long is also a loss. Renders many of us, if not disabled, then faltering and declining, a state that may not be worse than death, but is nonetheless deprived. Robs us of our creativity and ability to contribute to work, society, and the world. Transform how people experience us, relate to us, and most important, remember us. This guy's no Robert Frost. We're no longer remembered as vibrant and engaged, but as feeble, ineffectual, even pathetic. By the time I reach 75, I will have lived a complete life. I will have loved and been loved. My children will be grown and in the midst of their own rich lives. I will have seen my grandchildren born and beginning their lives. I will have pursued my life's projects and made whatever contributions, important or not, I'm going to make. Hopefully, I will not have too many mental and physical limitations. Dying at 75 will not be a tragedy. Gets worse. He continues by detailing what type of health care people should get or not get after 75. It's an advisor to Biden. Biden is who's in the office of the president-elect. Did you know there's an office of the president-elect, Mr. Producer? Yes, it's called an insane asylum with a padded room. But anyway, Emmanuel goes on. 
What about simple stuff? Flu shots are out. Certainly, if there were to be a flu pandemic, a younger person who has yet to live a complete life or to get the vaccine or any antiviral drugs. A big challenge is antibiotics for pneumonia. You know who must be listening to this guy? Andy Cuomo, Mr. Tough Guy. The big challenge is antibiotics for pneumonia or skin and urinary infections. Antibiotics are cheap and largely effective in curing infections. It's really hard for us to say no. Indeed, even people who are sure they, they don't want life-extending treatments find it hard to refuse antibiotics. But as Osler reminds us, what the hell's Osler? Unlike the decays associated with chronic conditions, death from these infections is quick and relatively painless. So, no to antibiotics. No to antibiotics. Now, Joe Biden is 77. He'll be 78 soon. Mr. Producer, he's over 75. So what will happen? Will he follow the advice of his advisor on the COVID-19 advisory board? You see, I think Biden should live the way his advisors want the rest of us to live or live the way the way his good friend Andy Cuomo wants us to live. Joe and Joe Biden should go Stay in a nursing home. Preferably in New York City. Where his favorite governor and one of his favorite mayors will force COVID positive patients into these places. I wonder what Joe and Jill think about that. Joe and Jill. It's too bad his name isn't Jack and Jill. Wouldn't that be just, just so special? Yes, I wonder. And I wonder what Joe Biden thinks about death at 75. I mean, the guy ran for president at the age of 76, and then he's now 77. According to his own advisor, life was over. It's done. These are the kinds of sick, in my view, deranged, unhinged people that, God forbid, a Biden would have in his presidency. On all issues, economic, medical, immigration. Look at immigration. Biden says, I will not extend the wall any further. In fact, I might take down what's there. Why? Why would you do that? Let's go back to basics, like we did last hour on taxes and and earnings. What's the point of immigration? What's the point of immigration? What's the original point of immigration? You see, the original point of immigration isn't on the desires and needs and wants of the immigrant. It's on the desires, needs, and wants of the citizenry. So immigrants are to come to this country if they're going to be tied to our economic system, our cultural system, if they're going to assimilate into our system, if they're going to have allegiance to this country. And all it stands for. I don't mean there aren't differences. I'm talking about the fundamentals. So Ilhan Omar, 100 years ago, would have been excluded. I'm not talking about because she's a Muslim. I'm saying she would have been excluded because she hates America. You don't bring people into your country who hate you. So, number one, the purpose of immigration is to serve the needs of the people in the country that's in existence. The inviting party or the permitting party. What is the purpose of immigration today? Well, 
corporate agriculture and so forth, yes. But what is the political purpose of immigration today? Why are the Democrats so hell-bent on having more and more immigrants here, including illegal immigrants? Why are they so hell-bent on changing our election laws and taking the safeguards and security measures out? They say if you oppose them, you're racist. We know the truth. Why? To burn down the country and to remake it in their own image because the Democrat Party wants a one-party country. Oh, they don't mind other parties. The Republican Party could be a minority party, you know, like the American Independent Party. No problem. Get your 6 8% of the vote. We don't really care. They don't want any more competition. They won't want competition economically when they centralize decision-making. They don't want political competition. They don't want a competition of ideas. They don't like free speech. They don't like freedom of assembly unless it's their looters that are assembling to harm people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. Freedom of the press? No. They want propaganda of the press. They love the press because they are the press. And so what you're seeing here is a radical transformation. I'm not just talking about the Marxist ideology. You're seeing a radical transformation that I've been talking about now all summer. And that radical transformation is to replace the country, quote-unquote, with the Democrat Party. Allegiance to the Democrat Party. That's why they don't give a damn. You can burn the flag all you want. You can take a knee of the national anthem. That's so passe. It's the Democrat Party. It's like in communist regimes. It's the Communist Party, not the country. They are the country. It's the Democrat Party. It must rule. And so, yes, you'll have people like Thomas Friedman and fools on the view and other people talking about keeping enemies lists. Just as they have in China, social credit lists. These Democrats are one step away from talking about social credit lists. So they start with their enemy lists. This is ubiquitous now. They tell you up front they're so cocky. They think they've so completely changed the electorate. They have the media in their back pocket. They've institutionalized fraud throughout the country now. We'll take the Senate. Then we'll take the Supreme Court. We take the Supreme Court. We'll make permanent our majority in the Senate. Then we'll aim at the Electoral College. We want to uh, disenfranchise as many Republicans as possible. We'll get rid of the filibuster rule. That way we'll get rid of any opposition when we ram through our agenda. Fascists. Tyranny. That's what's next. People focus on, you know, that Donald Trump, he lies, I don't like his character. B.S. He's a good man who's done good things, who's fighting now. He's fighting to hold on to the presidency in order to prevent this outcome. That is a righteous battle. He's fighting to preserve your vote. That is a righteous battle. He's fighting to insist that the courts, including the Supreme Court, do their jobs to protect us from this tyranny. That is a righteous battle. Instead, you have this mannequin who gets up in front of homemade posters, office of the president-elect. You have phony reporters who, who question him. Aren't you upset that Trump won't give in? They lied about the polls. They influenced the outcome of the election. They lie all the time. 
So this battle must be fought. And I must tell you, it's an uphill battle, but it's a battle that must be fought. You never know. You listen to these phony legal eagles. They're not legal eagles. They're legal pigeons. When you hear them on TV and so, you know, they ought to fight it. I don't know that they'll win. Thank God they weren't our generals during the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World War I, World War II, or any other war. You fight to win. And you fight like you're going to win. You don't just fight to, you know, they ought to fight. They got time, but they're going to lose anyway. No, thank you. As they pat us on our heads. We don't need it. As they sit at their desks on their soft leather chairs and pound away. Pound away on their computer like what they have to say is going to go down in the ages for some spectacular comment when they don't understand. 500 years ago, 500 years from now, they didn't even exist. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. All right. You see, ladies and gentlemen, history is a funny thing, particularly if you study it. And for the left, they don't care about history other than to attack it. The Democrat Party works in cycles. Cycles of anti-Americanism, cycle of outright destruction. It comes in different forms, whether it's pro-slavery and represents... Confederacy, whether leading members of the party go out and form the Ku Klux Klan, then they defend the Klan all the way up to 1924 and beyond. The Klan has a major impact in the Democrat Party's functioning because they don't want to lose the South. FDR's first nominee to the U.S. Supreme Court. Black, an ironic name since he hated blacks. He was the lawyer for the Klan in Alabama for at least two years. Segregation. So they said, okay, they eliminated slavery, but we're still going to punish black people. And while we're at it, we'll punish Jews and Catholics too. Horrific. 
Then you come up to today. I'm skipping a lot of history because a lot of it's very ugly. Democrats will tell you, we're the party of the people. We're the ones who want to help blacks. We're the ones who, are, who have 75% of the Jews. Right? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm stating facts. And there's a lot more facts. I just don't have time. And today it's the party of anti-free speech, anti-diversity of thought and debate. Look at these big tech mobsters sitting there like God deciding who's telling the truth and who isn't. With one election in one state, they hope to change the nature of this country. And I want you to think about that for a minute. Because if they lose this time, they're going to win one of these cycles, right? What they're saying is whenever they win, they're going to destroy the Supreme Court. They're going to destroy the Senate. and They're going to create a situation where they're in permanent control. This is what they're doing in the states with the vote. And then they say, show us the fraud. Come on now, show us. Look at this. We have a headline in the New York Times, and it says, we contacted all these, these state election boards. There's no evidence of fraud. New York Times. Silent during the Holocaust. Effectively a defender of the Third Reich. When you're silenced during the Holocaust and you know what's going on, multiple books, at least three outstanding professors have written books on this topic. I've, I've read all the books. I've looked at everything I can. It's also on un- freedom of the press. That's the New York Times. That's Thomas Friedman's newspaper. That's who employs him. And so now in Georgia, we don't want a fair and square fight. We've made some changes in Georgia that have helped us against the president. Now we want to flood the state with people who live in other states. They become immediate citizens. They vote. Then they leave. This is openly being promoted. That's fraud. And then they're going to say, no, it's legal. It's legal. Now show us any ballot, just one ballot that's voted fraudulently. Just show us one. So as they move this country from a republic to some kind of autocracy, we the people who believe in the republic, the constitution, the founding, we have to show them that they're destroying the country. We have to prove it to them that they're stealing votes by changing rules and laws and eliminating safeguards. We have to prove to them that they're frauds and what they're doing is fraudulent. You don't have the evidence. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're changing us from a republic to an autocracy. I don't care. Where's the evidence? You got a few votes. That's all you've got. This is why I'm the only one, and I'm trying my best to get the backbenchers to repeat this. The fraud is in the fundamental transformation of the voting system. The fraud is when courts that do not have the power to make decisions are making decisions. The fraud is in the governor's offices. The fraud is in the secretary of state's offices. That's where the fraud is. The violation of the equal protection clause. The violation of one man, one vote. That's the fraud. The systemic fraud. The institutionalized fraud. The enshrined fraud. That's the fraud. Got it? No, they don't have it. They're either too stupid or too ideological. I'll be right back.
AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. And by the way, you can see the governors are at it again, violating the federal and state constitutions, violating your civil liberties. It's a great piece by our buddy Daniel Horowitz at The Blaze, one of the great websites, The Blaze. The Bongino Report, Right Scoop, Instapundent. Uh-oh, I started down the line, Mr. Producer. By the way, how many followers do we have on Parlor right now, Rich? Three million. We need as many as we can before the end of the year, please. There are articles that are now noticing what we're doing over at Parlor, bringing millions of you over there. They're very upset. Slate, one of the commie rags, very upset. Washington Compost. Oh, the right-wingers, they have a site. Parler's not a right-wing site. Isn't it amazing how the media operate in this country? Like they're all run by a bunch of Stalinists. Parler's not a right-wing or a left-wing site. I have no idea what the politics are. I don't even know the name of the owner. I'm sure I could find out. I've never talked to the man in my life. But it's not right-wing or left-wing. Anybody can post there. Anybody. Oh, no, no, you don't understand. It's where the right-wingers go. No, it's where freedom-loving people go. I guess that's only us. But I'm going to leave fascistic, monopolistic, corporate sites that censor me. And then take the millions of people who follow me, steal their data, and use it to make money. Why should I contribute to that? And so I want to encourage you once again, tonight's the night. Levinites, there's millions and millions of you. Please join us at Parlor. You go to Parlor, Parlor, that's the site, at Mark Levin Show, at Mark L-E-V-I-N Show. We need more than three million of you over there. Really, all of you who are listening to me, who get involved on the internet, social media, please, now's the time. You don't even have to agree with everything I say. I mean, my wife doesn't. Although mostly. Over at Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. There are things we can do to push back. At Mark Levin Show. Please follow me. At Mark Levin Show. And you're also going to see there's more activity there now at Parler under my site than at Twitter or at Facebook. Did you notice that, Mr. Producer? We're getting 
tens of thousands of comments or likes or saves and shares, it's much more active. It's much more robust. It's much more vigorous. People aren't afraid. They're not afraid to post things. I'm not talking about kook stuff, but things that you don't have to look over your shoulders. At Facebook or Twitter, you don't have to look over your shoulder anymore. They won't even put the fraud stuff up there. But I post things on Parler now that I don't post on the others. And that's going to happen more and more and more, much more broadly. So again, please join us over at Parler at Mark Levin Show. Do you know how much money I make from this? Nothing. Zero. It's not about money. It's about communication. It's about patriots talking to each other, sharing information with each other. We'll leave Kuhn on, bunch of nuts from what I hear, on Twitter and Facebook if they're there. I think they banned. But anyway, we don't have anything to do with them. We have everything to do with patriots, freedom-loving Americans, people who understand what this is all about. If you're one of those, please join me quickly, quickly, quickly. Because Facebook is really, may I use the word, pissing off? I don't think I'm allowed to do it. Ticking me off. So I hope you'll, you'll join us here. Secondly, I, w- I love my affiliates, and I love all of you listening to me on radio. I love all of you listening to me on satellite. We love SiriusXM. They've only been good to us. And all the other methods you have for listening to me on radio. But one method that's a must, that's a safeguard, is the podcast. Why do I say that? Because even without radio, or if I'm preempted, or if I'm pushed into the night, you can hear me on my podcast without interruption, without interference. And so I want you to listen on radio, but I want you to have the second avenue just in case. Now, how do you do this? It's very simple. You go to marklevinshow.com. That's my big website. MarkLevinShow.com. Mark, L-E-V-I-N, show.com. Just go there. You'll be on the homepage. At the middle and top of the homepage, so you go to the top middle of the homepage, you click on where it says Audio Rewind. That's one click. That'll take you to the podcast page where you have choices to download the app. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. There are others out there. I recommend the Apple Podcast, But use whatever you want. Then you're locked in. So you don't ever have to listen to the podcast, but maybe you're busy. It's the holiday. So, you know, I can't listen to radio right now. Maybe they're running some college basketball crap. You never know. So, okay, you know, I, 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 where's Mark? So just pull out your iPhone or your Android or any device. Or your computer. Or your laptop. You understand. And listen to the podcast. You know who listens to the podcast, Mr. Producer? My wife. She loves the podcast. The number of listeners on the podcast is exploding. Is exploding. So our podcasts are exploding. Our ratings on radio, we're actually getting several new affiliates, are exploding. Our ratings on Fox on Sunday, the number one show all Sunday long on all three cable networks. That's, this is all due to you. To you, not me, you. And I'll keep doing this as long as you want me to. 
as long as you want me to. Moses, North Bergen, New Jersey, the great WABC Moses, is a patriot. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing very well, Mark. Thank you so much for taking my call, as always. I had a couple of points I want to get to, Mark, and I also want to give thanks, first and foremost, to the president. His election helped me want to discover my political identity, and I also want to thank you, Mark, because voices like yours help define what is my political identity. So I want to thank you for that. Thanks, buddy. And the other thing... And the other thing I want to mention, too, Mark, when I look at this from like in like a bird's eye view, this right here, what we experienced from the last four years, beginning with the transition of President Trump, this is going to be the blueprint on how to sabotage and derail every future Republican presidency if the Republicans right now don't do something to fight back in kind and respond to every single one of these attacks that are happening between big tech, the media, and the Democrat Party. This is, this is not a choice. This has to happen right now as far as this fight. It needs to happen. And what the exactly president right. is doing is 100% correct. And the other thing, too, Mark, is that the weakness of the RNC and the Republican Party has been shown like throughout this entire election cycle. Because let me tell you, we have the most African Americans. We have the most women. We have the most minorities. I think in New York District 3, we have our first openly gay Brazilian that won a seat in Congress. And the fact that none of these candidates, these Republican candidates, also the one that ran in my... Yep. Wow. The fact that none of these candidates were on a stage, right, helping to deliver the message and hone that message to the American people and to back up the president, that's a failure upon the RNC. And if, God forbid, the president, if he, like, you know, comes out of this and he becomes short, then what needs to happen is that the future of the Republican Party, what they need to do is put these candidates, these women, you know, we're now the party of the working class. You know, these people need to be on stage debunking every single Democrat myth and delivering the message to the American people about who the GOP is today in 2020. This, is, this has been a failure as far as messaging goes. And what the RNC, what I believe they did was let the president make the fight by himself and hopefully let him lose so that they can take back and go back to the good old days. That's my opinion, Mark. Excellent. Very well done, Moses. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. You're, you're a patriot. You're a soldier. Basil. I like basil. Do you like basil, Mr. Perdue? A little bit on the uh, marinara sauce with the spaghetti. Anyway, basil, Beverly Hills, California, 870 The Answer, the great KRLA, where we are live and national. Basil, how are you? Fine. Thank you, Mark. Uh, enjoyed tremendously your show with uh, Kenneth Starr on Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for voice of sanity in this crazy uh, times that we're living in, where Mm -hmm. lies are everywhere. Uh, Very clear, very succinct, very educational. Um, On another topic, I I saw an interview with Mitt Romney a few days ago where he said that the president has the right to pursue this challenge legally about the voting. Oh, that's nice uh, of Mitt. Yes, it seemed very nice, but then it was always like the dagger. I'm being out. sarcastic. Who cares what Mitt says? But anyway, go ahead. I love I love uh, the sense of humor because that's part of the intelligent <laughs> conversation. It's uh, it's not uh, fraught with anger. It's humorous. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, isn't it? What What is your profession? Are you a psychologist or a psychiatrist? I'm a, no, I'm a retired chef. Hold on now. Used very much really in my profession 
You know, that's not easy. People need to understand. First of all, the public is difficult to deal with. But you're back there, you're sweating, you got one of those hats on there. And, and, but it's a tough yeah. profession. You really got to you go through the ringer in order to become a professional chef. Yes, and you must have also some uh, psychology chops yes. because the crew that you work with is also under pressure, so it gets pretty heated in the kitchen, yes. Yes, very good. Go right ahead. Uh, so I wanted to uh, just uh, tell Mitt Romney, if I could, that it's not just the president's right, but it's also his duty. Mm. It is his duty to... Uh, protect the voting rights of all Americans. It's not about him. It's not about the president. It's about the uh, voting rights for all people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what's missed in this uh, condescending tone of uh, Mitt Rhino and a few other people that have that proclivity to say the president has the right. No, he has the duty for all Americans to shed light into this most important um, bloodline to the Constitution. There's no Constitution without the voting. Mm-hmm. If that's exactly not fair right. and square. So. All right, my friend. By the way, what kind of sh- uh, were you at kind of general foods or specific type of foods? I'm just curious. Um, I worked at the Hillcrest Country Club, so it's uh, all the gamut from, mm-hmm. you know, uh, international food to uh, kind of late. All right, my uh, friend. Now, is your name really Basil? Yeah, Basil is uh, pronounced Basil the English way. Is I'm sorry, Basil. In- All right, yeah, my friend. I always listen to your show. It's fantastic, fantastic. I really appreciate it, and I really appreciate it. I know how hard it is to be a chef, too, especially a good one. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Nancy, Hampton, Virginia, the great Sirius satellite. Nancy, go right ahead, please. Good no. evening, Mark. Yes. Thank, thank you yeah. for all the constitutional information you give us, by the way. Well, you're more than welcome. Um, I called because you said earlier that you're welcome. Um, I called because you said earlier that Joe Biden had his sign, Office of the President-Elect. Yes, Office of the President-Elect. Can you believe that, 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 that is that not tyrannical? 
Do we have two presidents at yeah. the same time? It's never. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. And he's out there, he's, he's putting out policy pronouncements and talking to foreign leaders. And, and, and he said during the first debate that we'll wait till an independent body certifies, meaning, meaning uh, the states and the Congress. And nobody's calling on about me. You, you, we don't have two presidents to say, what the hell are you doing with these policy pronouncements? And I, Hey, I'm naming this guy this one. And, that one. and Trump has to get out of the way. They're not being helpful in the trend. Hey, jerk. There's litigation going on. There's counting going on. You might well win, but you might not. So sit down and shut the hell up. That's my answer. Thank you for your call. Or I'll put you on one of these liberals' enemies lists they have out there. Very bizarre. And they make the lawless and the fascistic righteous. You know, uh, I'm the in the office of the president-elect, and uh, I already know who I want to select for the cabinet, and president of the United States isn't being nice to us and opening up the government. Hey, jerk. You talking to me? No, yeah, yeah, you. We're not done. Sit down. Remember that basement of yours? Yeah, go back. Remember all that oatmeal you were eating? Yeah, go back. We salute our armed forces, especially tonight, our veterans, our police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Hang in there, America. We shall overcome. You're listening to Radio Free America, and I'll see you tomorrow. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.